Down. Chapter 5. Paco's Mistake. Part 2. Andres was that someone trustworthy, the Universal Savings Bank's manager, set the issue out directly, plainly. Have you ever heard that story of a treasure? The Universal Savings Bank's manager got to ask before Andres interrupted him with laughs. The manager didn't like that whole of laughter interruption from his potential future partner, but the counselor told him with a look to be a bit patient, that the kid was worthy. The manager didn't trust too much, but kept on with the presentation preventing Andres from answering the question. It's true, down there is a safe bursting at the seams of money, but we didn't left it because we were in a hurry or because we forgot about it. We left it on purpose. We left it because it was the most convenient. Is it clear? Andres didn't dare answer, not because he had noticed the previous murderer's look, but because the counselor stuck the foot into his leg in a way that didn't leave room for doubts. It isn't necessary either, to say if they were on the clearing camps or my lovely auntie's inheritance. None of us works for the treasury, and we don't like making questions either, do we? Andres didn't even move. It was we, I, who spread the rumor, to see if someone felt like doing our job. But we weren't very lucky. Some crazy people went down, or at least, they are saying so all around the internet. But the money is still there. And that's what you need me for. The Universal Savings Bank's manager looked at him badly. Make it clear he didn't have to take anything out because there wasn't anything. Anders got confused. He imagined it was a set phrase like this conversation had never existed. Even he didn't understand what in aid of were so many euphemisms. And he neither understood why they hadn't gone down before for the money or why they wanted to go then. Nor the bank manager nor the counselor were willing to clear that doubts up and Andres stopped thinking about it. They put over the table one of those checks he liked, and it was enough. He promised them discretion and the whole package. He just would find a way to steal some words nobody could tell, or find someone to blame if they could. Andres knew a pair of recovers that helped him from time to time with the cases, especially if it was necessary to dive looking for an old file in some public organization. One of those recovers was Salva, but he didn't do business with him since one day Andres left him stranded in one of his errands when the police played up. The other was in prison, not because of an Andres errand, but for other little things less deep but also water related. Then, in the face of having to give the check back or become a scuba diver, he phoned Ramon to see if he could do something for his recover friend, or maybe recommended other, because even he was living in unregulated lands, he still kept the contacts.
Raymond lived happily. He lived the life he had dreamt. A good car, a good house, a good girl, or two, or three. He was pleased to hear from Andres. He was going to take his holidays, and he wasn't very sure of wanting to go abroad. It had been long since those summer evenings laying on the beach with his friends till dusk. Days before, he had to throw away a bookcase eaten by the mouth, and when he took out the box full of pictures, got homesick. He had just talked to Paco and Alberto about coming with him. Here they could have a place to stay, and there were tourists as in the south, thing that convinced them immediately. Andres listened all that homesickness stuff. He, that had not the slightest intention of spending the summer in the city. One has to hear such stupid things, Andres said to himself, while the other was talking about the matchless blue of the Orthan Sea. Look, Andres, your guy's thing is complicated. He's in solitary confinement. He went too far and played a dirty trick on guard. I don't think they let me talk to him, nor he wants to talk to me, Ramon said without interest. Andres realized quite well Ramon was not willing, so he had to tell him the Dutch story. At that point, Ramon saw easier speak to the prisoner. And he went, of course. He couldn't find out much because, in fact, the guy was not very talkative. Let's see. I understand you don't want to tell me the name of one friend of yours. But I'm sure you know some not friend of yours that does the same as they do. Do you know what I mean? He did know. Of course he did. The cop wanted him to say one of his mates' name and then have them up when they did a job for them, as they had done to him. Of course he knew. He was not an idiot. And of course he told him Shiana's name, mine, because he hated me, because I was better than him, because I caught better and I had more job, because I was smarter and they had never caught me, because he was a motherfucker and a coward that didn't mind throw trash over the rest. And who knows which other dark reasons he had. Ramon hadn't heard my name for years, and he didn't know well if it was the homesick time he was going through or if he really was longing for seeing me. But he liked it. Well, the truth is that I write this down for the sake of the argument. A fantasy that makes me happy. Maybe he didn't remember me at all. But I'm happier thinking he did, and that's it. After leaving the prison, standing in front of a traffic light, he remembered the full temper, I mean, he remembered the full temper I had and the thing I made when I found him with that top model. And he thought that maybe he'd better tell me the whole thing straight and not listen to Andres' warnings because in the end I should be more proactive if he told me the truth 
than if I found it out halfway. I was capable of... But then he thought it better again, and he discussed the topic with Paco and Alberto. They didn't know me at all, but the other had told them our story his way. He was the poor victim, of course. Bitch and a half was I. They got into their head that it was better Andres way and keep the secret to them. In front of a bunch of beers, they planned the strategy. They decided to take their holidays earlier and come here to supervise the whole thing. Andres would be in charge of finding me, following me and making a report of my movements. They could meet me by chance and bring the treasure thing up. And as I liked talking a lot, I would press along and then swallow the bite. They wouldn't take me in through right there. They would make me wish for it. Afterwards, knowing me, I could have the hmm in my head. And I would be looking forward to taking out whichever I had to take out, but as it was my thing. And once out of the water, they could give me some coins. And they would keep the rest because I am stupid. Then they could keep half or perhaps a bit more, depending on how many there were, and give the rest to the bank's manager. And if he suspected something, they already had me to put the blame on. As a plan, it was not bad. They liked it. Even it's simple, it may work, Ramon thought, and it would work if Paco hadn't given that jump on the chair. Yes, so big the Paco's mistake was, so big that it needed two chapters. <laughs>